On today's episode of Locked On Canucks, road trip from hell is done, and I think it's at rock bottom. Let's get right into it. Locked On Canucks starts right now. Your Locked On Canucks, your daily podcast on the Vancouver Canucks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? Welcome to Locked On Canucks, the show that keeps you locked in on all things Vancouver Canucks. Of course, I'm your host. I am your host. Not I am or your host. I am your host, uh, Justin Pooney. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Process Sports with an underscore at the end. That's Process Sports with an underscore at the end. I want to thank you for making Locked On Canucks your first listen of the day. We are free and available wherever. You get your podcast services. Also, like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Just type in Locked on Canucks on YouTube. You'll probably be the first thing that pops up. And uh, let's just jump right into it. I um, I said, you know, the, the sports uh, eclipse, or no, the sports equinox was today. It's the 27th time in history that all four major sports were on simultaneously at the same night. And what did I choose to watch? Not Thursday Night Football, which was actually a decent game. There was actually points scored. There was actually touchdowns scored. Oh, the two teams were not very good. There was some heavyweight matchups in the NBA. Philadelphia, Milwaukee, potential Eastern Conference Finals, Battle of LA, Kawhi's return, LeBron, Paul George, Anthony Davis. Bunch of NHL games on. ALCS on. Yankees or Astros. But what did I do on my Thursday, October 20th in the evening time? Not watching other sports. Watching the Vancouver Canucks play. Watching the team that I grow, grew up my whole life loving like, no, like nothing else. A team that I defend a lot. I'm not like other Canucks fans that you know jump off the bandwagon I'm very fickle. I try to ride with the boys, you know. I ride with the boys, and I and I I try my best to remain positive as a Canucks fan because it's hard to be positive as a Canucks fan, especially the last decade. Um, and I thought this season there's so much positivity. I thought something good was going to happen. Remember, eight days ago now, I came on here prognosticating, yelling, screaming that the Vancouver Canucks are going to make the playoffs. The Vancouver Canucks could potentially be a top three seed in the Pacific Division because they had at least all the ingredients in two of the three aspects, goaltending and forward depth, to be successful. When I look back now, a week later, couldn't even win a game. The Vancouver Canucks have started off this season 0-3-2. Blew a lead in, Minnesota, in Edmonton. Blew a lead in Philly. Blew a lead 
in Washington, blew a lead in Columbus, and once again in Minnesota, the Canucks did what the Canucks did best. They blew another lead after leading 2-1 in this game. Minnesota scored at the end of the first period, and then the Canucks were uh, scored again to make it 3-2. And then going into the third period, Minnesota gets a power play, and you just knew they were going to score. And the Canucks fall 4-3 in overtime. Kirill Kaprizov has scored his fourth goal of the season. He added another two assists, you know, doing what superstars do, put up points. Um, you know, Minnesota got their first points of the season tonight. They got their first win, something the Canucks don't have yet. Marc-Andre Fleury had 23 saves. Bo Horvat scored in the third straight game. Just, you know, again, proving the point that, you know, maybe you should sign your, your captain. Um, Dakota Joshua had a goal and assist. Uh, the fourth line was probably the Canucks' best line tonight. Uh, they, they, you know, they scored, chipped in offensively. Uh, they, you know, had zone time. Thatcher Demko didn't play bad. Uh, Thirty-three saves on thirty-seven shots. Um, and this Canucks team gagged again, and. Um, as you can tell in my voice, I'm frustrated, I'm angry, I'm, I don't know what this team can do, um, to be, to, to get out of this funk. I don't know. Do they make changes? Um, do they strip this whole thing down? Is that too early to give up on everything? Um, what do the Vancouver Canucks do? What, what, what happens now? Right, I've said this the last couple of days. What is what is next for the Vancouver Canucks? Do they just continue to you know? Surely, surely, like they're gonna win a game eventually, right? They're gonna win a game, but I just I can look at just the just the play on the ice, right, and. When you look at it, the Canucks have been a decent, you know, I think if you, some of, a certain part of me, um, when I see this, and when when I look back at this past week, could be just, you know, I could just be, this is a bad week for this team. This could just be a, you know, just something in the water that it just doesn't work out. Um this could just be something as simple as you know what they've played very well, but they just didn't play well enough to win these games. But that's not the case. This Canucks team has played decently well this season. Yes, there's been mental errors. Yes, there's been you know problems, and the Canucks, you know, their decor hasn't been that bad. Um the Canucks in the first 40 minutes of games, honestly, if the Canucks played the first 40 minutes of every game, the Canucks would be 5-0. and um, 
they I don't I don't know what JT Miller is doing right now. It looks like he's just cashing a paycheck. Um after seeing all this stuff and all this um I can't even describe how this like what can you say to this season? Because had they been if they were just getting just completely outclassed and outmatched this entire season to start with, um that would be one thing. If they just got, you know, just they rolled out and the team it just was very evident that this team is not talented enough to compete. That would be easier to stomach than this. Um this Seeing this team that is in every game, competing in every game, and then just mentally not being able to close all games because this is just strictly mental now. This is just all mental. You know, a team, any team that can score the way this team has scored and put up, you know, goals on this road trip, that's not the problem. Um, it's mental, and I think. I'll dive into a little bit more after the break with the mental side of it, but um, it, it's definitely – I'll get back to it after the break, but I just want to say this one thing. It's not for a lack of skill on this roster, but let's we'll dive into that more. Uh, but first, I want to talk to you guys about betonline.net. Uh, of course, betonline.net is your number one source for betting football and the start of the new basketball season. Find all these player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth analysis on every game. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sporting wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. The fastest and easy way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, guys, welcome back to Locked On Canucks, the show that keeps you locked in on all things Vancouver Canucks. So I kind of talked about it before. We just went to break right there. This team is not have this record for lack of talent. This team is 0-3-2 with two points going back home on Saturday night against Buffalo, which was supposed to be a celebration, uh, you know, a dawn of unfinished business. Um, now the balloon is kind of popped. You know, I have family going to the game. My dad is going to the game on Saturday. Uh, I'm sure the buzz around the building is not going to be what it was had this team even won one game. Had they finished one, three, and two and picked up four points on this road trip, there would be a lot more optimism than it is right now. Um, this team has dug themselves in a hole once again. And it's mental. Look, the defense core has not looked bad. Yes, there's been some mental breakdowns, but this defense core has not been the issue. JT Miller has had flashes where he's played well, but he also has flashes where he looked like he does not give a shit anymore. Elias Pedersen has been very good this season. Very good. You know, Andre Kuzmenko, I didn't like his defensive effort at certain points tonight. Uh, you got to you know, be more aggressive with your stick in the defensive end. They benched Connor Garland. They benched Niels Hoagland. They're sending messages. And I don't know. 
Bo Horvat scored in three straight games. Brock Besser was, you know, he's had his moments, but he was a no-show tonight. Um, and quite frankly, when I look at this team, it's it's mental. It's what's between the ears. It's chemistry. It's not skill. I don't know if this team gets along with one another. I don't know if the guys in the locker room actually have a true bond or brother or actually care for one another. Um, I don't. All the reports and everything you hear about is that, you know, there's stuff going on behind the scenes in this locker room and in this organization that, you know, have caused issues and that there's not a true cohesiveness. I go to, I do my job every day. I'm actually lucky. You know, I work with people that um, I consider friends, uh, very good friends, in fact. Um, I work, you know, with people that, you know, want to have the same goal. So I'm lucky in that sense. But I've worked, you know, in other in environments. I've played sports my entire life. I played hockey from the time I was five years old, you know, throughout my whole life, I uh, played hockey. You know, at a fairly decently high level. And, you know, I was on teams where I didn't like guys that I played with. I didn't like my coaches. Um, but you have to swallow your pride um, and get out there and do what's best for the team. I remember my first episode of this show, and I've, I've referenced this before, but the first episode of this show, I said, when you look at this organization and you look at championship organizations or winning organizations or winning corporations, they have a common goal. That's passed on from the head honcho down, 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 down. You might not have to all like each other. Don't have to go for dinner every night. You don't have to talk to them on the phone. You don't got to FaceTime. You don't got to play the newest Call of Duty. You don't got to play 2K. You don't got to do fantasy football together. You don't got to do fantasy basketball together. You don't have to play cards on the plane. Hell, you don't even have to talk outside of the rink. The one thing you have to do well, two things. Have respect and believe in the same common goal. And right now, when I look at this team, this team does not have the same common goal um, that they all, nobody's players have not bought in. And what did we say last year with Travis Green? The team quit on him. Well, I don't know if they're going to quit on Bruce Boudreaux or they just never listened to his message. And they don't care. Um, this team, this franchise, had its greatest heights. And I, I hate bringing back, bring it back to the past, bring it back to the past because there's revisionist history, and I hate it because this team is talented enough to make its own history. You know, when I look at this team on paper, on paper, right? You look at this team on paper. This team on paper has enough skill to be a very competitive team. And they have been competitive in every game. But they don't have the... And it's kind of like the Brooklyn Nets in the NBA. Now, the Canucks are nearly not as talented as the Brooklyn Nets or nearly have as much chaos as the Brooklyn Nets, but they don't have the mental... the mental ability to conform together as a team and come together as a team. And until that happens... And they can say all they want in the media, but when I look at this team, they're not a cohesive unit. JT Miller, I don't know what happened. I don't know if it's just a new deal. Um, you know, he's been away from his family. His wife, of course, had a new baby. Um, that, that, that whole stress. I don't know if Bo Horvat and his contract situation is playing a part in this. 
um, Brock Besser's injury. Um, I don't know what is going on behind closed doors, but if this team continues, continues to lose, and they have a chance five of their next seven games are at home. Five of their next seven games are at home. We'll just we'll run through the schedule right now. At home against Buffalo. If you don't win that game, I said the last two games were must-wins. This game is a must, must, must win. You have to win that game. Carolina at home on Monday. Then you're at Seattle. Then you're home to Pittsburgh, New Jersey, Anaheim, Nashville. And then you go back out east to face Ottawa, who's an absolute team that can build the net. Montreal's no pushover, Toronto, Boston, Buffalo. Before you go back out east, if this team does not have at least at least five wins before they go back out east um, to Ottawa, you got to make some changes. I don't know what it is. You trade Bo Horvat, and I want to keep Bo Horvat. But if you don't have five wins on the board before November the 8th in Ottawa, somebody's got to be gone, whether that's Bruce Brudro, whether that's a significant player, something has to be done. This is absolutely unacceptable by this team, by this organization. You come out there this whole offseason talking about unfinished business, unfinished business. Well, quite frankly, you've left unfinished business on every game of this season. Five games, unfinished business, blown leads, opportunities to win, no killer instinct to win. You know what made guys like Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant and Tom Brady so great? The killer instinct to win. You know, one of the best sports documentaries of all time, in my personal opinion. Reggie Miller, 30 for 30, winning time. Because in sports, when you want to win and when you want to be successful, your best players need to show up when the going gets tough and in those moments and play your best. That's why it's called winning time. The Canucks' best players in winning time in the third period with leads have not shown up. Have not. And quite frankly, they will not do anything. They will miss the playoffs. They will be at the bottom of the lottery again. For all this BS they put us through, if they don't have five wins on their record, before October, November the 8th. That's 19 days from now. If they don't have at least five wins, I want to see some wholesale changes to this roster. I don't care what it is, what you have to do, but this is unacceptable for fans who pay through the nose to go to that arena to watch games, pay through the nose to drink those, those beers, pay through the nose for those concessions. We're going to pay through the nose for those reverse retro jerseys, which I'm going to talk about in a minute, we're going to pay through the nose to do whatever. We'll watch every bloody game like we do every night. I stay up till 1 o'clock in the morning to watch these games. When I'm back home in Vancouver, I watch every game religiously. And I'm done. I will be done, sorry. I'm not done yet, but I will be done. This team puts their fan base to so much hell. 
or high water. Maybe that's our fault. But you can tell. I'm doing my very best to keep my emotions in because this team has just a lack of ability to win right now. And if, until they develop that or until they find that, they're not doing anything. Forget what I set up with anything. If they don't find that ability to close out games and have that ability to tighten it down when the going gets tough and finish games, they're doing nothing. Nothing. They might win some games, but they'll do nothing. Nothing. Anyway. After this, I'm going to talk about the reverse retro jerseys because, as you can tell, I'm kind of in a sour mood. I'm going to start ranting about Canucks fans because I think they're complaining about way too much. Uh, but first, I want to thank you for making Locked On Canucks your first listen today. Now your second listen, game-to-game game NHL. Every moment, every top performance, every result, Locked On Game-to-Game game covers every game from across the NHL with local a- analysts, analysis, excuse me, that only Locked On can deliver. Follow Game to Game on Lockdown NHL, available today on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast services. So, the Canucks dropped their brand new reverse retro jerseys, paying homage to 19, the 1962 Western League Canucks. There's the Johnny Canuck logo with the dark navy and the green. Numbers on the, on the chest to pay on with them. Canucks fans out there, you guys complain way too much. Stop complaining. The jersey is completely fine. I would, the way I would classify it, if I can wear that jersey and it looks fashionably appealing, I will wear it. That jersey is simple, effective, pays homage to the Canucks franchise history before the NHL, which is totally fine. Because the Canucks back then, the West League actually won titles. They won championships. They were successful. Unlike this franchise right now. So stop complaining. I don't want to hear about him with a flying V. I don't just accept them. They're nice jerseys. They're better than a lot of them out there. I was looking on Twitter. I was scouring Twitter. Every other fan base other than the Canucks fan base approved of those jerseys. What's wrong with them? Two AHL, it looks like. Oh, it looks just everything. And this fan base can find a nick nitpick, and I just went on a huge rant nitpicking on how they put it on the ice. I get it. It's a jersey. They're gonna wear it six times this year, never wear it again. Is it really that big of a difference? Is it really that 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 big of an issue to you? It's fine. The jersey is fine. Well, I spent three hundred fifteen dollars to buy one. No, because it's extremely overpriced. But if it was a little bit cheaper, I would buy one. Or if somebody wants to gladly gift me one, I will gladly accept. This team's got a lot more other issues than a jersey. Uh, yeah, guys. Well, we'll talk tomorrow. We'll we'll figure something out tomorrow uh, about this team, about this thing. But I don't know what I don't know what this roster is going to do. I don't know what's going to happen, but. We'll see. Maybe there'll be some news break tonight that somebody gets fired, somebody gets traded. Look, the NFL, Christian McCaffrey just got traded right now to the San Francisco 49ers. So who knows? But I want to thank you for making Locked On Canucks your first listen of the day. Uh, for your second listen, Locked On Fantasy Hawk. Steel Rodine, Phil Livingston, great guys. Been on the show before. We'll give you the fantasy edge and keep you ahead of the competition with daily updates of news, analysis, and advice Monday through Friday. Available on YouTube, Odyssey, and wherever you get your podcast services, guys. Take care.